as always, it's so good to be with you, and I hope you had a good week, and you got a good, a, even a better week planned for this coming week. Al, you did a great job with that reading. That, uh, that if you don't know, that's the lecture nightmare reading, because you got all these words of nations that you have to speak, and some of them we're just not familiar with them. So uh, it can be a challenge. I remember when I was a lecturer, I, I was sweating when I would when I would read that reading. But you did great. You passed today. You got an A plus today. So I'm proud of you. Um, it's just a lot of good things that are going on. You know, this is the Crusade for Children weekend, and um, what a wonderful, wonderful ministry that is, and how that it serves and helps so many people in our communities, especially children. And uh, that's, that's something that's very important. I wanted to give you an update. We took our collection last weekend, so I have a, a number that I want to share with you in terms of how well this parish did in supporting that. You gave $8,000 last week, and that is awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Now, I'm not, bra well, I guess I am bragging. I am going to brag on you a little bit. Uh, St. Albert the Great, will come in the top five parishes in terms of giving to the crusade for children. And that's, that's, really a, that's a really a wonderful thing. So let me just say how wonderful you are, and you truly are awesome. And uh, I appreciate how that you let the spirit of Jesus flow through you in order to do good and to help others in this world. You, you truly are amazing. Well, today's a very special day as we wrap up Easter 2022. And, you know, some Easter's, uh, they seem more significant to me than others in, in my own life, and maybe you've experienced that as well. But this was a good, this was a really full Easter, you might call it. Uh, you know, we didn't really have COVID, and we didn't have to scuttle around, can we do this, can we do that? I mean, it's a liturgical nightmare, isn't it, Laura? Uh, some of the things that, that we have to do, um, but it, it, it truly, truly was a very good one. You know where the word Easter comes from? It comes from the word East. Do you, do you hear that? East, Easter? Now, what does that mean? How do, how do you derive that word? Well, it has to do with the sun. Now, if you were here at uh, 8 o'clock this morning, um, you would have, the sun would have been coming down through here. Well, that's what Easter's all about. What, what does that mean? Well, Easter's about life. It's about life. It's about hope because it's light coming in. It's coming out of the east, shining in the darkness. It's about light that is coming in that is warming us, giving us warmth. It's about light that's coming in, which is a sign of hope for a new day. That's what Easter means. It's all about life, isn't it? And uh, that truly is great. I really love, truly, how that our faith puts things together, takes things in the world and puts them together and makes a whole, whole lot of sense out of them. Well, last week we saw Jesus in his wonderful ascension into heaven. And I've tried, uh, I've tried my best over uh, this season of Easter to, to bring to mind something that you may not have, you wouldn't observe if you're just sort of piecemealing it, but hopefully 
you see it more fully as we, as we look at it as a totality, and that is that in this season of Easter, there's a major transition taking place. There's a major transition taking place. Now, what is that? What's that transition? Well, the transition is that Jesus is preparing for us what is known for us to enter into what is known as the last days. Well, did you know you're living in the last days? Everybody, uh, since Jesus, you know, since th this event today, is living in the last days. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. And Jesus makes preparation. I, I love Jesus. I mean, I, I truly do. He, he's my hero. Uh, I truly love Jesus because what does he do? Well, he knows he's going to be going away. How would you like your, you know, your best friend or loved one if they told you, well, I'm going away? Well, you'd be sad, wouldn't you? Uh, Jesus knew that. And uh, so what he wanted to do is to explain to them, I'm going away for a while, but I'm coming back. And while I'm gone, here's things that I'm going to do for you, how that I'm going to take care of you. See, he always supplies our needs. Always. He always supplies our needs, and this is no different as well. Just look at some of the wonderful things that have happened in preparation for you and I, or the church, to enter into the last days. It all begins with the passion of Jesus. What's so significant about the passion of Jesus and his resurrection? Well, he's reconciling us to God. He's made the way. See, sin separates us from God. But Jesus, grace unites us to God, it reunites us, it reconnects us in a beautiful and glorious way. And now Jesus has done that, and he's made the way. He's cleared the path, so to speak, to restoration with God and all of the many other wonderful things that that means. That's what Jesus has done during Easter. And then we see the Father. The Father, oh, the Father who loves his children. See, what did we hear today in the second reading? We heard that the Father, we call the Father Abba. You know what Abba means? It means Daddy. You know, it's sort of an endearing term for Father is what it is. Daddy, you call him Daddy. And uh, you know when somebody calls you that, that's sort of a special kind of thing. See, Jesus made the way. He cleared the way. And now the father says, I want to adopt you as my children. You're going to be my adopted children. And that's what he does. Isn't that what Jesus said on the resurrection morning? Tell them my father and your father. Do you get the connection there? See, he's clearing the way is what he's doing. But that's not all. I mean, you know, God, God is so great. There, it, there's no way that we can ever put our arms around all the goodness that comes from him. Not only does Jesus restore us, not only does the Father uh, adopt us as his children, but now we see Jesus going into heaven, preparing a place for us. So that what? So that where we are, he will come, we may go and be with him as well. And that's really encouraging, isn't it? We know that place is the new heavenly city. And Jesus says, I'll come back. I, 
I do have to go away for a while. I'm going to make preparation. I'm going to pray for you. That's going to be one of my important ministries is prayer. But I'm coming back. And when I come back, I'm going to take you to be with me. Do you feel that sense of transition, that sense of assurance? See, we need encouraging today, don't we? We need, to, we need people to assure us and give us hope, people that we trust in that all will be well. And with him, all will be well. That is definitely for sure. And then he says, you've got a mission, church. What is your mission? Well, we talked about it last week. What is it? You will be my witnesses. Isn't that what he said? You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to tell people what I've done in your life and what a wonderful thing it is in order that they too may receive the joys of being one of my adopted children. That's exactly what he's saying. And that's what we're called to do. That's why we're here we're here to share Jesus with others. But there's still one thing left. This, this sort of tops it. This is the icing on the cake. You get, you get the cake and the icing today. Uh, this is the topping on the cake. And there's one thing that remains if Jesus is truly going to take care of us while he's gone. You know what that is? Let me give you some words out of the scriptures that describe what this one thing is. Blazing fire, mighty rushing wind, roaring waves, dynamite. <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? Breath of life. There's a one, one animal that this one thing is described by. You know what it is? The dove. It's a dove, isn't it? Some of the material elements of life that are described this one thing are these. Wine, makes you happy, doesn't it? Gives you a little bit of happiness. Uh, oil, water, fire. And then probably the most important thing that we see about the Holy Spirit, which really teaches us about why the Holy Spirit is being given to us. Oh, I just let out what that one thing is. But I think you already knew that, didn't you? Forgive my old age, okay? But uh, here it is. Here's the one thing. Dwelling. I will dwell with you. Hovering over you. I will cover you. I will fill you. I will anoint you. I will clothe you. Makes you feel warm, doesn't it? Doesn't it? You know, that's sort of that's like that loving embrace. That's God grabbing hold of you. And saying, I'm here. I'm here with you. Everything is going to be okay. We have a sense today of thinking, you know, that's, that's really important when we think about the Holy Spirit is this. God does not abandon us. God does not abandon us. I know a lot of, you know, people say God has abandoned God does not abandon us. No. God does not abandon us. He's with us always. Now, we may feel that way sometimes, but that doesn't mean that it's reality. Feelings are deceptive sometimes. Have you ever figured that out yet? You know, feelings are deceptive at times. But uh, the reality is the Spirit is here. God has taken care of us. And so that's the icing on the cake. 
And God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gives us power for living. That's why we can live victorious lives. Uh, you know, it's sort of the thrive or survive or thrive mentality. Which one do you want to do? Well, if your focus is on the world, you're going to be in a survival mode. If your focus is on your faith, you're going to be in a thrive mode. Why? Because you trust God. Not circum this circumstances, man, they're just like a roller coaster. They're going to come and go. They're going to drive you crazy. But Jesus is straight. Boy, he's good. You know, you can grab onto him. He's rock solid. And that's exactly why we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us today. A couple thoughts for reflection this morning. First of all, ever since you've been baptized, the Holy Spirit has run through you like a spring of living water. That's what it's been described. Let me ask you, how often do you drink from that spring? I can remember, I can remember as a little kid, uh, it's called the artesian well. You ever heard of one of them? There was a pipe literally coming out of the mountain, and you could go up there and get some of the best water. Now, I, I don't know if it's still there now. That's pretty, pretty crazy just to go up and take a drink out of the water, a mountain water. But, uh, you know, that's quenching your thirst, isn't it? That's what the Holy Spirit does, and that's really important. The second thing is this, that our life in the Holy Spirit begins at baptism. It's at baptism that we confess our sins, we are forgiven of our sins, and we receive the Holy Spirit. Don't let anybody tell you that baptism isn't important. Uh, that's totally against our faith. I mean, you know, baptism is when you receive the Holy Spirit. I don't want the Holy Spirit out here per se I want the Holy Spirit in here and it's at baptism that you receive that so if you've not been baptized or you've put off baptizing your children well I would think that one again I would rethink that God bless all of you I love you